0: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Not, I'm Sam and I'm Michelle and apparently Michelle's been having diarrhea all week long.
1: (laughs) Just just throw me right under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's been bad and I'm sorry that you guys all have to think about my asshole right now, but I got bad food poisoning at the beginning of this week, so it's Uh, been a literal shit show.
0: I don't even know if I've actually ever had food poisoning
1: no you would know
0: that's what people say is like you would know and it's like yeah sometimes I'll like have diarrhea but it's not immediately after and I just think it's normal but it's never like Mm -hmm. could this be food poisoning
1: yeah now sometimes and for the most part I don't think it's usually immediately after but it's like if it's a combination of vomiting and diarrhea like usually it's a lot of vomiting first and then it hits your butt and then it's a lot of diarrhea that's food poisoning yeah I've only really had it two other times yeah and I don't know because like Jake didn't get sick and we ate all of the same things but I just don't think that my body was ready for the amount of like high fat dairy and fish that Ooh. it was introduced to all at once yeah that's a picture right dairy and fish oh my Delish. gosh
0: was it worth it though
1: no not at all not at all um because we just we did a bunch of yard work monday morning and then we decided to like go out for a drink and like a like an appetizer snack in the middle of the day instead of lunch and then come back and do dinner later so we went up to Hampton Beach. And we went to a restaurant up there because it was beautiful out. So I was just like, well, let's sit outside somewhere. Well, that's your problem. I got a- <laughs> and so I got like a white sangria and we ordered calamari and lobster rangoons. And I'm pretty sure it's the rangoons because every time I think of them, my stomach turns still. Ooh. So not that I was like throwing up rangoons, but it's just like me. Like when I think about me eating them, I get nauseous. So mm what
0: place did you eat at
1: well it was called sea catch and i don't know if um i'm not trying to throw them under the bus because jake didn't get sick but i got violently ill
0: so i wasn't sure if it was the the purple urchin that we went to last year when we went to see the uh beatles cover band
1: nope it wasn't them all right it wasn't them
0: but yeah but it also could have been because
1: then when we were coming home jake was like i really want ice cream so then when we got ice cream. And I just don't think my body was ready for all of it. It was a bad combination of my in my little tummy. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: So then later that night, even while we were before we had dinner, we had a bunch of leftovers because we had friends over this weekend. Um, So Jake made himself like a taco bowl. and I was like, I really I'm like feeling not great. I might just have soup or maybe I'll just have like rice. There's a bunch of rice. So I had that. And then I fell asleep on the couch. And then I literally woke up out of a sleep. And I was just like, I'm gonna throw up. And so then I went and threw up. And I threw up a few more times. And then I was in and out of sleep all night, just going to the bathroom. Wow. That sounds awful. It was sucky. And then the whole next day, like I could hardly do anything because like, I was so sore and just the cramps. It's not even like, the going to the bathroom, it's just literally the cramping up of like mm-hmm. my stomach and intestines, like all goddamn day. My
0: gosh, and being dehydrated.
1: Uh huh. I'm still not like, I've had soup the last, well, yesterday, but mm-hmm. I'm still just like toast, soup, Pedialyte, water, and that's it for the last three days. Oh, my God. Uh, still waiting for that solid poop, but it'll come one day. I'm it'll sure. come one day.
0: Yeah, I saw on Instagram you were at like a truck show or something. And I yeah, saw that you were so- wearing your little Michael Myers coveralls and you looked so cute.
1: Thank you. Um, finally found a good event for them. Uh, we went to go see Monster Jam oh. at the Gillette Stadium, which is something I don't think I ever thought I was going to do in my life
0: yeah um,
1: it's for sure the most American thing I've ever done because uh, I just feel like no other country does that and mm-hmm. it was just very like you know let's watch these trucks do flips
0: wow so,
1: <laughs> it was fun I had a good time but it was just so interesting that it's a thing you know because yeah. they were also before the show started they were interviewing the different drivers and stuff and they were showing the like quote unquote college that they go to to learn how to do monster trucking oh wow like, wow that's interesting it's an interesting I uh
0: guess I never realized that they go to school for it. I thought it was just like mm-hmm. you grow up playing with trucks and then you're like I want to fuck up some shit so I'm gonna become a monster yeah. truck driver and you just do it no no
1: and I wish I paid more attention but I think it's like it's pretty much like this big course and like Philadelphia wow. or not Philadelphia, Pennsylvania or Ohio or something where you just go and you fuck around. Lots of kids. It's obviously a children heavy event.
0: <laughs> I bet you loved that. Um,
1: yeah. No, it was fine. Oh, there was a situation though at so at one point during like an intermission, we all went to get more beer and go to the bathroom and stuff. So I'm heading to the bathroom. I'm like two beers in. that really doesn't have anything to do with it, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to the bathroom. I hear this dad talking to the police officer that was right there. And he was asking the police officer, he goes, what is like the, um, what is the protocol for like a missing child? And the police officer was like, "Uh, what's going on? He goes, my daughter went into the bathroom like 10 minutes ago and she still hasn't come out. And so like, I heard that. So of course me having to be involved with everything I turned around and I was just like, I'm about to go in. Like, what's her name? Like, what does she look like and stuff? And he was like, Oh, her name is so and so. She's wearing a pink jacket, pink glittery shoes. She's seven or whatever. And so I go in, and it's like one of those bathrooms that is like a whole loop of stalls. Like, Uh it has like, you know, you go around and all the sinks are in the middle. And so, like, I'm looking around, I'm looking under stalls and stuff. And then I don't see anything that matches the description. So then I just start saying, Adelaide, like, Adelaide, Adelaide, are you in here? And then this other girl that is like around my age is like, oh, are you looking for Adelaide too? And I go, yeah, are you her mom or her sister? She was just like, no, I just, um, her dad like asked me if I would look for her while I was outside like a few minutes ago. And she was like, but she's not in here. I'm about to go tell him. I was like, okay, so I go and pee because I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, somebody else is on the case. (laughs) So I pee, I come back out. And um. Alyssa who was my friend that was with me she had already gone out and she goes oh they found her she was like right next door at guest services like waiting for her dad Aww. I was just like oh thank god.
0: Oh, um, my god so
1: happy ending while I was peeing I was literally still looking under like the stalls across to see if anybody was like changing out shoes or anything I was like yeah. I'm keeping an eye on all of you bitches right now yep. <laughs> um but no she did exactly what she was taught to do which is go to guest services and wait there for me which I'm sure she's been mm-hmm. told to do her whole life and of course I feel like parents in the situation freak out more than the kids do and forget like what the protocol is because I remember that happened to me when I was a kid once where it's like our protocol was always if you come home from wherever and we're not here go down the street to your cousin's house and wait there for us and so one one time I was like seven or eight and I was at a friend's house I come home nobody's home and so I went down the street to my cousin's house And just waited. And like two hours later, my dad comes in and it's his, and he's like, what the hell? Like you were supposed to be home an hour ago. Like I was calling everybody. Nobody knew where you were and stuff. And he was like, so pissed off. And I was like, I went home. Nobody was there. So I did what I've always been told to do. And he's like, you know, late later when he finally calmed down, he's like, I just went around the corner for like two seconds. I just (laughs) didn't think we would have missed each other in that time. And so I just assumed you never came home and obviously like freaked out. But I'm like, then why wouldn't you look at the next place where you tell me to go if Mm -hmm. I'm not like, whatever.
0: As you were talking about her outfit that she was wearing, I'm just like, that not, how do I say this? Not that that's a perfect outfit to get kidnapped in, but it's like, you always hear descriptions like that, where it's like, they had the pink sparkly bow in their hair and their name was Addison or Adeline, whatever it was. And it's just like, I was scared where it was going to go. Sam, her name was Adelaide. No, because you said that. And so I- you already told oh, me that. Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I just said but you, her name was but so so I didn't want to say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, sounds yeah. like one of the names that you hear about. And so that's why I got scared at the beginning. I'm yeah. like, oh, Lord.
1: Oh, She's- my God. I forgot that I continued the story and I started screaming in the bathroom because at the beginning of it, I was like, let me not say her name and just say so-and-so. And
0: I was just like, <laughs> oh, I thought you were giving me that look as if I said something offensive. I was no, like, oh, God, I, what did I say?
1: I forgot that I, I said, said her name in the story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: How scary. Um, I know. Because also there were so many people there. It was at Gillette Stadium. There was like tens of thousands of people and so many kids. Whoa. Thankfully, she was just she was literally like five feet away from where the dad was. Because that's where guest services was. It's like right next door to the ladies bathroom. Yeah. Um but it was fun. It
0: was a good time and I got to wear my coveralls. I love that for you. Was it super loud there? Or did you guys wear he- like little earplugs?
1: Yeah, we had earbuds in, but we were also in like the nosebleed section, which wasn't an issue cuz you still like saw everything really yeah. good. Um but I'm assuming if you were super close to the action, you would probably need like the heavy duty ones like all mm-hmm. the kids were wearing them. Oh good. Um
0: Joe said, "Why aren't we at the monster truck show with Jake and Michelle I said (laughs) because they don't like hanging out with you
1: (laughs) he said okay he said okay (laughs) (laughs) no not at all
0: well I'm glad I'm glad you guys had a good time whenever I think of like monster truck shows or car racing shows events Mm -hmm. I always think of Final Destination have you I don't think you've seen that one yeah they're like at the race Track and the tire shoots out into the crowd, and Mm -hmm. it just goes bonkers after that. But
1: our friend Alyssa kept saying that too. She's like, Well, you don't want to be too close because then car parts fly at you. It's like, Is that a thing? You keep saying that. Is that a thing? It is
0: a thing. (laughs) Accidents happen, man. Oh yeah Uh
1: it was also we were discussing it as we were leaving we were all just like oh I thought they were gonna do like gnarlier stuff than they did like you know they did jumps and they did little flippy things and um they did like nose rides and stuff like that and I was just like I feel like it's that thing when you play Tony Hawk but you're not a skateboarder (laughs) where it's like you know, you get to you do so many crazy tricks that when you actually go to a skate park you're like Okay, cool. You're just like doing these little baby flips. Like when uh-huh. you, when you do like the gnarly fucking t- Tony Hawk shit? Yeah. And so I think we're all bamboozled into How thinking funny. it was going to be a lot crazy, crazier.
0: Well, did they run the trucks into each other? Like, isn't that? I think that's a no. separate thing. Maybe that's what you guys wanted that's to demol- see. Oh, yeah, that's
1: demolition derby. Demolition derby. <laughs> yeah, that's that's even crazier.
0: Right. Um, but overall good time overall a good time minus the food poisoning
1: yes yes absolutely did you get into this weekend
0: honestly don't remember too much I feel like it was pretty low-key weekend we went Friday night we went over to our friend's house to play Catan it's kind of like Risk um it's like one of our favorite games to play but what happens oh. is it's a lot of rules and it takes my brain a while to like get into the rhythm of the rules. And so if I'm not getting it right off the bat, I kind of check out. And so I was just like checking out. I was like, I can't wait till this round is over. Cause I'm not paying attention this time. But then Uh-oh. I started, I started getting it and it always fucking happens to where they don't worry about me at the beginning. Cause I'm not paying attention. But then when I start paying attention, I start winning. But th- They were all deflecting on me when everyone else was like about to win. And so they were too busy Uh looking at me trying to hold me back that another person won. And I was so (laughs) fucking close. And I kept trying to tell them, I'm like, don't look at me. Look at them. Like they're almost winning. And they're like, no, Sam, you're just trying to be like, I don't know how to play. How do I do this?
1: You're (sighs) trying to hustle everybody. And they fucking caught you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm mad about it.
0: <laughs> yep, and we tried, well, I tried. It was my first time. Um a pizza place in Bilrica. I think it was called Milano's. is pretty tasty. Very picky about the pizza mm-hmm. here in Massachusetts. Uh, Cuz apparently mm. everyone thinks every place has the best pizza, but I haven't really I don't really taste that good a pizza while I've been in Massachusetts just saying.
1: Yeah. Yep. Mm. I agree with you. All you do? Yeah all right i won't get into it i think new haven has the best pizza you can fight me on it yeah continue okay yeah
0: and then it's nice because they have two dogs and we take raven over there and so she gets to like Mm -hmm. kind of hang out with her little dog friends maybe cool maybe leave a turd somewhere in their house but you know Mm -hmm.
1: do they find it a little surprise
0: A little surprise, one of the guys, he almost stepped on it. He's like, oh, there's a turd. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like trying to speed clean it. And one Uh, of their dogs though, like he had a lot of GI issues. And so his farts were totally rank. And they were like, we can deal with the turd if you're dealing with our dogs' farts. Like, it's fine. So it's like we all all have old dogs. And we're like, what are we going to do with these old dogs? (laughs) Oh, my God
1: yeah the more I hear about dogs the more they're turning into kids for me or I'm just like it's too much tuna it's too much work
0: well that's why people and people get mad that's why dog owners say dogs are just like kids because I mean they're Mm -hmm. not but they are like a dog will die without you paying attention to them they'll get into things cats you can they're fine you don't need to Mm -hmm. watch them all the time like you do dogs
1: Yeah, it is. I commend dog owners now because it is a lot of work. Before I thought you guys just had an easy life, but I guess not.
0: (laughs) Not so easy, huh? You think we take the title dog mom? You think it's just a joke to us?
1: (laughs) I thought it was a joke this whole time.
0: (laughs) I was watching an episode of Golden Girls and then I was like, oh, what YouTube video can I fall asleep to? And then I saw, I don't know if you've been seeing things about Jamie Foxx being in the hospital and like him almost losing his life. No. So he's been in the hospital, I think maybe for the past two to three weeks. And (gasps) holy shit. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like no one knew what happened to him. And everyone is like, why is he in the hospital? Because he seems like a like a very healthy fit guy. Also, another this is. A side note but it's attached to jamie fox i was watching um a clip of paparazzi they were interviewing megan good and she's she's an actress and she's a close friend to jamie they went up to her and they're like hey megan how's it going and she's like good how are you guys you know trying to get into her car and they go mm-hmm. oh did you hear that jamie fox is in the hot he's been hospitalized and he's barely hanging on And you can just see like the shock in her face where she's like, what? And she's, you know, she looks up. She's like, no, I I didn't hear that, you know? And she's, you can see her processing this information. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. you're so fucked up. Because she says that's a close friend of mine. I had no idea. Like, I hope everything's okay. But I'm just like paparazzi, literal scum. For people who are interested, um, you have to go down the rabbit hole. So I started going down the rabbit hole of what's going on with Jamie Foxx. And just to kind of sum it up very quickly, I'm not going to get into a lot of it. But people are thinking that it has something to do with Jamie talking about P. Diddy's parties that he has and things that he's done. People are thinking that P. Diddy is doing something to try to get rid of Jamie. Okay. Okay. So you're you're talking
1: about a whole conspiracy theory, but what are the actual people saying as to why Jamie Foxx is in the hospital right now? So
0: no one knows. And so what Jamie said is that he told the cops that someone tried to kill him. So now what the headlines are doing is spinning it around saying, Oh, is this Jamie's Fox is this Jamie Foxx's mental breakdown? Like he's going crazy? Another co-worker an employee tried to scam him out of a lot of money on this project so then they're mm-hmm. trying to say that jamie like it turned him crazy but he's trying to tell the cops that no like someone is trying to kill me but anyways my point about how i scared myself <laughs>
1: so okay. then i started watching
0: you know i'll go down the rabbit hole p diddy and then it leads me to the illuminati Con- conspiracy okay. theories we go. michelle's favorite there we go so then it's just like scary videos and I'm like scaring Uh myself right I'm like oh my god like this is fucking scary and then I look out you know our living room is filled with like scary horror props and I have my little skeleton (sighs) on a chair and his head literally is like jerked around looking at me and I'm like why do why does it look like his eyes are glowing red and I'm like oh hell no so Uh. then I'm like I always do this. I'm like, do I move them to where they're looking away? But then what if something is in my apartment to where it looks back at me? And then I'm aware that someone or something is in here. So I was like, should I get out of bed to turn his head? And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I turned his head and I put a blanket over him. And I was like, I swear to God. So it looks like a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) So he looks like a terrifying ghost now instead of a skeleton. All right, continue. <laughs> it was a little less scarier. But so then okay. I go, I was walking back and I was like, I swear to God, if the blanket is off of his little skeleton head Oof. and his face is turned back to me, like I will lose it. And I was just thinking in my head that I'll call Joe and I'll be crying because I'll mm-hmm. be so scared. I'll turn on all the lights and I'll be like, you have to come home something is happening a few hours every few hours I would just wake up and I would be groggy and I would just look to the side and I'm like oh my god Your damn skeleton head better not be <laughs> <laughs> but wait also <laughs> another thing that scared me is sure. last week guys last week I was in my office and I just hear this loud bang and I'm like what the fuck is that so I go out in the living room the slider door was closed so it wasn't like anything outside and then I walk around to Mm -hmm. see what happened and one of Joe's freddy gloves that has like the blades hanging off the fingers was on the floor that's kind of weird because it's super Mm. heavy like it couldn't just blow over and so I was thinking Joe probably had it positioned where it was like standing up and so then later Mm. that day I Joe was like what happened to my Freddy glove because I had it on the counter and I said oh it fell and he's like what do you mean it fell and I said Joe it fucking fell off the shelf I don't know how you had it but it fell off and he goes I didn't have it tilted like it was just laying flat so like it couldn't just yeah fall." and so I was like don't tell me that he's like have you noticed anything else and I'm like no I tried to block it out when the Freddy glove fell shit scary but anyways i was glad i survived the night that the illuminati didn't get me and i told joe i was like joe i'm scared i'm scared to go to sleep because i had the tv off after golden girls but then i scared myself so much i had to sleep with golden girls on and Mm -hmm. i told joe and he's like well now they know that the illuminati is going to get you because they can tell when you're watching videos about them
1: the videos yeah yeah i like like the idea that you think you're as important as Jamie Foxx
0: because I like that I don't because I always look at the Illuminati stuff but (laughs) Joe is just trying to scare me I'm like if they would have gotten me if they were gonna get me they would have gotten me but it's just like they do those (laughs) the YouTubers do those fucking Illuminati videos so fucking good they are so like you guys need a produce horror movies like the fucking music their voices uh-huh. get really deep and the fucking photos that they show are like scarring my brain good oh job oh my god <laughs> good
1: a plus 10 out of 10 oh 10 my out of 10. God.
0: you're you're an insane person i'm a curious person <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious, I'm just curious.
1: Listen, well, if I'm not asking the questions, who is?
0: Who is? Who is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's gonna put me into a rabbit hole for Jamie Foxx, because I need to know what the fuck is happening now. hmm Did you ever watch 30 Rock?
0: No, not every week. No.
1: It was good, but uh Tracy Jorgen Tracy Jorgen. Tracy Jordan <laughs> would always talk about the black Tracy Illuminati Morgan. like any t- Tracy Morgan! Ah! <laughs> he would always talk about the black Illuminati, like anytime. A black celebrity had bad headlines or something. He's like, that's just the black Illuminati coming after everybody. (laughs) It's Oprah. Oprah's at the top.
0: I don't know if Oprah's at the top.
1: Oh, so you know. Maybe. Have you been to a meeting? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Watched last night's episode of Vanderpump Rules.
0: You mean, speaking of evil, let's get into Vanderpump.
1: (laughs) Oh my God,
0: girl. Guys, it is if you're not sex- watching Vanderpump, yeah. please watch it.
1: Just even this last season. Oh just yeah. It's one, one season. It'll be fine. I think I we said it before, but there is a guide of like which episodes to watch to get like kind of caught up with what's happening this season. But it is wild. It is the first time since maybe like Game of Thrones that I like cannot wait for the next week to happen and it's mm-hmm. a reality show. I just never thought in my wildest worlds that I would be feeling this way over reality TV. I know. It's bonkers.
0: It is bonkers. And I you know, I really do feel like these people are my friends. I know that's stupid of me to say. Yeah. I know they're not my friends. Uh-huh. I'm aware, okay? But it's uh-huh. just fun to make believe that I'm in their group, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I understand what I know what the hot goss is. Uh-huh. But it's crazy. So it's the second to last episode of the season. It's actually what was supposed to officially be the last episode. But when Scandal all broke in March, they picked up cameras again. So next week's episode is all stuff that was filmed two months ago. The original season uh, ended wrapping in like September. There's still one more episode and then there's the reunion. But this last episode, man... I just don't get it because I've heard a lot of interviews outside of this and listened to podcasts that some of the cast members have. And like Lala has said throughout the season, she was like, if Scannavel didn't break, that this would have been Raquel's season. But after last night's episode, I'm just like, are you kidding me? She's a fucking disrespectful monster. Yeah. Like, even if enough people hate Katie to like be on the other side of it. I would have not liked Raquel this season.
0: Mm -mm. No, because like the thing I didn't like is she just kept pressing Katie. She just kept like itching the wound. And it's like, can you not? And even before this episode, Joe was like, why? Like, he doesn't like Katie, but he was like, Raquel's just standing up for herself. Like, yeah, with everything going on with Tom, like that's fucked up. But He's like Mm -hmm. I do like that she's getting like a little ballsier but I'm like no Mm -hmm. Katie is clearly stating the boundary like she could care less about what Raquel has to say and she's just not listening I don't need Mm -hmm. an apology get out of my face and just the smirk on her face when she's just pressing it pushing it. And then this is where I also would have lost my cool when Katie was getting very upset is when she was so fucking disrespectful to her mom. It's like, don't you dare talk to my mom in that attitude and that tone. Don't roll your eyes because it will go down.
1: Girl, uh, when that happens, I was just like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Not only have you disrespected me, for fucking months now but Mm -hmm. you're gonna cop an attitude with my mom like i would have and i'm not even kidding if somebody that i disliked that much copped an attitude with my mother i would have grabbed her by the hair yes dragged her on her knees over to the table and said you fucking apologize right now you little see you next tuesday
0: it was crazy it was intense yeah
1: it was too much and it's just like because raquel has like no fucking goddamn sense in her brain she very clearly like rehearses what she's gonna say and like has to get her lines out because that's what she knows to say that's all she knows um, so she was doing that nonstop, stop and just like the way she says it with like her little head tilt and like the little smirk and stuff and like she can't read the room as it's happening so she just keeps doing it that way like when they were outside and she confronts her again for the second time even though katie is just like go away leave me the fuck alone like i'm having a conversation with my ex-husband right now and she's just like i know that you it hurt that he made out with somebody i know that it hurts that it was me but it's like we just had to try it and she like laughs at shorts i would have knocked her the fuck out like know. get away from me you devil woman
0: no sense and also no. about that point where Katie's like, leave me alone. Don't talk to me over and over and over. And you're right. She does. It does seem like she rehearses what she's going to say. So when she comes Mm -hmm. out after Katie's like been like, don't even be around me. She comes out and has the nerve to say, I know you don't want to talk to me and I don't want to talk to you. But then she keeps fucking talking. It's like, shut the fuck up and go away. No, she like literally.
1: (sighs) She's like, so vacant, vacant. I'm just, I don't get it. I don't get what people, why producers and the cast thought, like, they're going to love her this season. It's like, you can tell she's like a fucking robot. Mm -hmm. It was, it was crazy. I could not believe that she had the goal, the gumption to fucking sit down and start that conversation with Katie. And then also be like, I don't think it's appropriate Or I don't know. She goes, I don't appreciate that you told Schwartz that you were going to keep the dogs. Who the fuck are you? I know. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It was insane. Not only did she decide when her and James broke up that she's keeping the dogs and he doesn't get visitation whatsoever and made that call for herself. But the only reason she's even doing it is because Tom Sandoval said that he thinks it's so amazing that she like stands up for herself now. So now she's just like, well, let me get this fucking dude's dick hard Mm -hmm. and like go after Katie, his number one adversary, even though Katie's just like. I thought Katie was great in that thing when yeah. she was just like, why? Why do you think that? Why do you think that? That's my fucking husband. That is an issue between us. Why do you think that? Why do you have an opinion? Why do? I, why should it matter what your opinion is?
0: It's just like, who the fuck are you, girl? And I feel like that's a little tool that they give you in therapy. Well, that's what Doug tells me anyways. Because he's like, when someone tries to deflect something on you, you have done something to where they're reacting to that. So when instead of getting defensive, like you need to ask why, like I do it with jokes. Sometimes he'll be like, are you mad at me? Why are you mad? And I'll say, why do you think that? Because it's like, Mm -hmm. you must've done something for me to like, you know, what you're like, you're aware of what's going on. So you tell me. And when she just kept saying, why, why, why? I was like, yes, I love that so much.
1: And you could see Raquel like not computing because it's not part of like what she was supposed to say or think about. So she's just like, uh, uh, uh. And then literally at the end, this drove me crazy too, because she like used all of her talking points and Katie still didn't give her the reaction she wanted. And she goes, you're just so fucking jealous. Yeah. Bitch, bitch. I'm so sorry. I know that everyone your whole life has told you that you're beautiful and stunning and gorgeous, but that's because they- don't have anything else to say about you
0: mm-hmm. so
1: no nobody is jealous of you nobody thinks that like you're the best thing since sliced bread only sandoval and that's because you suck his dick and he hasn't had his dick sucked in five years
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that's I, it like she was trying to hold her cool but you could just see the like ugliness inside of her for to be oh, like yeah i know you're jealous and it's like what are you talking mm-hmm. about and it still shocks me that i cannot believe she's 28 or she was 28 at that time like I just thought she was a younger age for her to be acting like that and to be so immature emotionally like she's mm-hmm. she's almost 30 and she's acting like that I know that's so know. wild to me yeah she doesn't give a fuck and also it, uh,
1: I just she just truly and it's funny because the whole thing of that thing that whole conversation was katie being like you're not an empathetic person she goes i have empathy and stuff it's like mind you during all of this they're having this fight about a makeout she is actively having an affair with her actual friend's boyfriend who's everyone's in the room at this moment and she has a whole conversation with ariana being like well if you're not having sex with tom then you're probably not attracted to him and i know that when i stopped having sex with james i should have broke up with him then and like kind of like hinting suggesting
0: i know and it's like you
1: are actively having sex with that dude
0: yep she's fucking trash yeah she's a skunk she is i don't like her no and for her to just then be like because we know that Ariana deals with uh, like body issues and all of that stuff. So for her to be like, oh, I think we're actually both prettier than we give ourselves credit for. And she starts crying, acting like she can Mm -hmm. relate to Ariana, maybe not feeling comfortable in her skin to not have sex with her boyfriend for a long time. It's just so gross.
1: It is. And if you notice like anytime she's cried throughout the season it's only of it's only personal things she's not actually crying because she feels bad for Ariana. she's crying because she feels bad about her own struggles with that mm-hmm. like it's always just about herself and also I don't never even think she's really crying she just like scrunches up her face and gets <laughs> like that high voice yeah there's never a tear that I see yeah. she is she is diaable and not even in like a manipulative way she's just one of those people that just goes through the world like uh, she, I think she's just like apathetic not yeah apathetic she like doesn't understand other people's emotions and like also doesn't care but then also wants to be the nice sweet girl mm-hmm. I just don't get it I don't get people like that
0: it's one yeah. thing if like
1: you want to be like fuck you, like I really like your boyfriend and I wanted to have sex with him and I think we're a good fit, but the whole play, everything else that's
0: going on, is just bonkers to me. Mm-hmm. And then also just telling people that Katie has been so awful to her mm-hmm. all year and like on the trips and stuff like that, and then just to be behind everyone's back sleeping with yeah. your best friend's partner. And she's also talked so much shit about Katie's
1: mom. She saw her. Two times before this, every single time she's engaged with Katie's mom, the next time she like talks to people, she's just like, oh, and Katie's mom came after me. Like at the beginning of this episode, she was talking to Charlie. She was just like, and Katie's mom, like, was just like, oh, hi. It's like, I, I know where she gets it from. It's like, you've been talking shit. Like, you know, Katie didn't know that at that point, but it's like, you've been talking shit about my mom all goddamn season. But I was Katie. I would have lost my goddamn mind.
0: Same. I would have too. I almost... Because I don't really know Raquel's situation of her parents. I think she was adopted at a very young age. And so I wonder if that's kind of like a s- s- sensitive spot is that Katie has such a supportive, loving mom that actually stands up for her. But she- just the way she's like, okay, Terry, and it's just gross. Yeah. Ugh. Uh.
1: She literally goes, what, Terry? And then rolls her eyes and goes, oh, God. She's she's just a monster. And no, she had very supportive parents her whole life. So her situation was her biological mom already had a kid, didn't want another kid. Her younger sister couldn't have children. So her younger sister adopted Raquel. So technically, her aunt is her biological mom. And her mom, her adopted mom, is her biological mom's younger sister. Um, And they kept it that way their whole lives. But, like, her parents were always very involved. Like, she's been in pageants since she was, like, 16. Somebody, I just know that because, like, somebody posted, like, text messages between her pageant coach and her mom and just, like, her mom was like her manager where she was just like oh Raquel would be like perfect for that job she would love to do that photo shoot and stuff like that yeah. so she's been she's been fine she just doesn't give a shit
0: she's like so obviously unaware because she gets mad when she talks to she says hi to Katie and Katie's mom and they're just they Katie says hi Terry gives her a smile but then she gets mad at them for them not like gossiping with her talking to her a lot and it's like girl they don't care for you so why are you trying to be up in their space in their bubble and you're just pushing it because you want a reaction yeah because
1: she doesn't get it because she doesn't want to get it because it doesn't involve her like literally at that point when they give her they still say hi to her they could have easily said a thing (laughs) exactly but they still said hi Raquel or whatever at this point both of them had told her like hey, this is a 12-year relationship. I understand that they're separated now, but in order for them to be friends, they have come to this mutual decision that they weren't going to hook up with people in the friend group. You were aware of that. Schwartz was aware of that. Not only were you aware that that was like their agreement, Katie told you point blank, like it's going to hurt my feelings if you do that. Her mom told you when you all had dinner together that it would hurt Katie's feelings and her feelings if you did that. Because of how because it's just true. And then you still went ahead and did it literally maliciously just because, well, Katie's mad at me anyway. So let me do it anyway. Came out of your mouth. Schwartz literally said, well, I want to stick it to the man literally came out of his mouth. And now you're going to tell Katie to her face. Like we didn't do it maliciously. We actually have feelings for each other. No, you don't. Like you just wanted to do it to like, fucking be like, fuck you, Katie. We're doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. So you did do it maliciously. Anyway, I don't even know where my train of thought was, but <laughs> it's like, but she can't understand that. She can't wrap no. her head around why Katie's mad about it, but she constantly goes up to James and is just like, I can't believe you're diminishing our relationship. Like, blah blah blah. but yeah. when it's like with her, when it directly involves her, she's allowed to be mad, at, mad about it. Even though her and James dated for much less time, they were never married mm-hmm. and they broke up a lot longer than Katie and Tom have been broken up. But she still is allowed to be mad about the way James is acting, but Katie's not allowed to be mad about the way Tom is acting.
0: That's make such it makes sense. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I started thinking that on the last epi- the last, last episode of where James was like, Oh, I regret the proposal. And she like, she mm-hmm. just kept like digging at him and she's like trying to ask him why he would say that. And it's like, you guys are not together like it doesn't matter that he feels like that now like what are you doing which is exactly the same thing she kept telling kate like you're the one that divorced him you're the one that
1: broke up with him it's like you did with james too but just like lala said she gets her worth from men's attraction to her so what is bothering her so much is not the fact that the relationship went sour or that um whatever it's the fact that James was able to move on so quickly and he's not still infatuated with her or broken hearted or longing for her
0: mm-hmm. that
1: is what she's mad about
0: yeah i was it put it well everything puts a bad taste in my mouth with her but when she was like just talking about James's new girlfriend Allie how she was like oh she took my spot or she was like just a replacement and i'm like you're so gross yeah. Because she thinks she's, like, top shit right now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, I'm so sorry, girl.
1: Like, yes, you're, like, beautiful and gorgeous to look at, but there's not much else going on there.
0: Well, when you're ugly inside, it seeps on the
1: outside. Absolutely. Since all this happened, I'm like, I don't even find her that beautiful anymore. Mm -hmm. Because she's just, like, such an ugly person Mm -hmm. to be, like, doing all this shit. And I was listening to one of these Bravo podcasts and they were saying, it's so crazy that this whole season, Scandal, the Schwartz thing, like this whole season has really revolved around Raquel. And even though that is the case, she has like zero presence. Yeah. Like everything is about her. Everyone's talking about her and stuff. But even when she's like on the screen or like talking to people and stuff, she has like zero presence. She just doesn't have it.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
1: don't get, but she thinks she does. She thinks she's like
0: really good, cool. I feel like she's just reaching for a storyline because she tried to have it like, oh, I broke up with James, so I picked myself over my relationship, and that's me discovering myself again is my storyline. Mm-hmm. But it's like as well, people are having businesses opening their own shops and stuff, that doesn't mm-hmm. seem very appealing for people to watch. Raquel. Yeah finding herself no
1: it's so boring and also every single time she tries to bring up her traumas to like garner sympathy like even in in past seasons like her big trauma storyline one season was that um in second grade she didn't get enough scoops so she couldn't go to the ice cream party and she had to like stay behind and watch Winnie the Pooh and she cries about this and then another storyline was she's not a good public speaker and how she can't make a toast or a speech and that was her storyline and then this one like this year was like the fact that she aged out of doing pageants and that she doesn't know who she is because you know in last reunion they were just like Raquel like so what's next now that you and James are broken up like what do you think and she was just like well um After I did pageants, I always said I was going to go into like occupational therapy with like kids with disabilities. So I think I want to do that and yada, yada, which is like such a pageant answer. And in this season, because she obviously didn't do that, go back to school for that she was just like, I just feel like my whole life was like completely mapped out since I was like 18. And they asked me like what I wanted to be in life. And I said an occupational therapist. And I just feel like my whole life has just been planned out since then. And I don't <laughs> even know like what I'm doing. And it's just like, yeah, that's everybody. Everybody at 18 has to decide like what they're going to do next. Like you yeah. go to college for at this, least you try anybody- something. Yeah, it's like everybody does that. Are mm-hmm. you fucking crazy? And she's using it as if that's so unique to her. That's her own specific thing. It's like yeah. Literally that is you you leave high school and then everyone forces you to decide what you want to be for the rest of your life and you go down that avenue and sometimes you change, sometimes you continue and stuff like that. But that's just everybody. Mhm. Like, are you fucking, she's out of control. She is so out of control. I don't want, I don't, I want to slap her. And I don't know her, but but still.
0: I have to say that. (laughs) And you're going to be like, oh, that doesn't surprise me. The moment of where she talked about like reading, like she couldn't read in front of class. So that's what made her afraid of like giving speeches and public speaking girl I related to that so much I'm pretty sure my eyes started watering when she talked about that mm-hmm. I was like I relate with you Raquel. yeah well that is like a thing
1: that a lot of people do go through and it is like oh shit you know what that did suck I remembered that and I still feel that way but that's not the biggest struggle you've yeah. gone through Sam is it is that oh, the no, But you've I, gone through in oh, your life? no.
0: But I was like, I mean, no. for her,
1: it is. Yeah. But it, for her, that is her toughest struggle. Yeah.
0: What did you think about Schwartz just hiding behind the tree while all this is going on?
1: So on brand.
0: So on brand. It's you're... like,
1: you are half of the situation, sir. Please come through the, the plants now and <laughs> start talking. Uh huh.
0: Well, Joe was like, I would do the same thing, and I'm like, I get that you don't want to get involved, but you have more. He has more history with Katie and his ex mom in law mm-hmm. that you need to be like Raquel. Please don't speak to my mother in law like that. Like, mm-hmm. let's just cut this. Yeah, end it now and let's move on. That's all you had to do. Yeah, but no, you let She's the women on your behalf. You let yeah. the women fight like cats, making a fool of themselves while you were just hiding, like the little the little wimp you are
1: seriously and then sandoval coming in and trying to you. just yell again at everybody it's like nobody cares about your opinion dog sit this one out you already have raquel being his mouthpiece like you were this whole time like let her take it uh-huh. she's doing a great job <laughs> oh, my god it was it was so intense it i was can't intense. believe i'm this wild about a tv show <laughs>
0: I know. I I feel foolish for talking about it the way that we talk about it, but if you're not watching, if you do watch, you'll understand. But mm-hmm. what do you think Tom was – what do you think Sandoval was thinking when – Because meanwhile, this is happening. Ariana feels like she's caught in the middle of Katie and Raquel because they are both her close friends. So she starts getting emotional and she's crying and she just wants to go home. Like she's checked out of the situation. And it took another person to be like, sir, your girlfriend is crying over there. Like, why don't you go protect her and stop sticking up for Raquel in this madness that doesn't really matter. Like, Mm -hmm. and he looks at her and like, Just his face was. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. He, it's like he could care less. Yeah. And I think that's why
1: Ariana, it's like, and I get her reaction to all of it, like to immediately breaking up with him and just like fucking calling it and not even like listening to his side of the story. Because like, not only is there the betrayal and the affair and you're having sex with somebody else and just like all of that, which is just so fucking disgusting in itself. Mm -hmm. But this is what I what I feel as well. It's like, not only did you do all that, but you made me look like a fucking fool. And that is what I don't like. Like, that is one of my biggest things. It's like, I don't like looking like a jerk off. And not only did you have me defending yourself, Raquel, for fucking months while you were actively doing the thing that everybody said you were doing. It's just like, and it's on national TV of me looking like a fucking fool defending your fucking sorry asses. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't like that. Don't forget to sprinkle in the whole like where Mm -hmm. she goes to therapy to try to fix the relationship. Even though Tom has already been cheating on her, he already Mm -hmm. knows he wants to end it. So here she is trying to grasp at the straws or anything to save this relationship that's already gone to shit. It's like, yeah that he's how yeah. dare you make me go to therapy when you're the fucked up one in this situation, mm-hmm. sir? Yeah. And then on top of it, it's like, you know,
1: when she found out about the cheating, that was before she actually saw the end of the season. So imagine then watching the episodes and watching him try to plant seeds of like, Ariana's a bad partner. Ariana doesn't buy batteries for the house. Ariana is whatever. I'm like, bro like that is all you have to say why she's a bad partner is like you're the only person that buys paper
0: towels and pins. there would and be pens. no pins in the drawer <laughs>
1: if it okay. wasn't for tom mm-hmm. and also there are differences of what quality time is
0: yes it's oh, so true God. and that just broke my heart because she so when they started like this evening she like Taps Tom and she's like, I'm gonna drink a lot so we can have quality time. Like she, like, that's his mm-hmm. version of quality time is them getting drunk together and like partying. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. she, like I just felt so sad for her. And I was like, I, know. I hate that she has to say that.
1: I know, because it's been seasons and seasons of her saying, like, I can only be sexual with you if we have quality time together. Like I need you to like be around and want to hang out yeah. with me and stuff. And like, like, she's always said that. And then this episode, she actually delves into. He's just like, "Well, what do you think quality time is?" And she's like, "I think quality time is you coming home, us making dinner together, watching a show, going for a walk around the neighborhood, things like that." And he was just like, "That's that. Well, that's your version of quality time." And she goes, "I mean, that's quality time. What? What do you mean?" And then in a confessional, the producer asked Tom, "Like, what is your version of quality time?" He goes, "I don't know, man. Like." Doing mushrooms and watching the sunrise or uh going skinny dipping in the pool or going hand gliding, like stimuli. And it's just like uh, okay, yeah, those things are fun every now and then, or like when you're much younger and stuff, to be like spontaneous like that. And every now and then you can do that. Mm-hmm. But she's talking about like day in and day out. Yeah. Like you're not when do it really matters every night and watch the sunrise. Like she wants you to fucking have dinner with
0: her. I know.
1: Understandably, it's not that much. And look, after that conversation, she tries to do his version of quality time. I wonder if he ever tried to do her version of quality time,
0: mm-hmm. so that
1: he could have all the sex that he's been craving so much. It's like she is telling you literally the steps in order to get that golden goal of sex that you want so badly, and you can't even fucking make a hellofresh with the girl. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It just drives me crazy.
0: Yep. That's all we want is fucking quality time. I, I couldn't relate to that little section any anymore, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I can't sleep with you if you're a stranger or if I feel like I'm not a yeah. priority to you. Like, sorry. Exactly. You want me to yeah. do something? I need you to also do something. Exactly. And it's not like she's been vague about it. She's very clear about it. She never, she never like gets defensive. She never really raises Mm -hmm. her voice. Like she stays calm the whole, it's like talking to like, uh, it's like she nurtures him while they're talking about these things. And it's like, that's what you want from your partner. And then he just tries to make it into what it's not, but yeah, the whole paper towel situation. I'm just like, you're such a fucking loser. That these Such are loser. what these are the straws yeah. that you think give you mm-hmm. evidence for fucking cheating.
1: I know. Checking out. Well, I just, it's like once you do that, you just retroactively try to find all the nuggets to justify it. Like, I get that. I feel like that's just a human thing to be like, well, this is why I did it. Like, just to justify it in your own hand. But truly, if those are the only, like, if if that's the only evidence as to like why it was a bad relationship, then it's not it. It's not it. It's mm-hmm. not going to win you anything. Yeah.
0: But next week Ugh. is the finale. And I just cannot wait until I can see the clip of her saying, I regret ever loving you. Oh,
1: I know. I, it's gonna, it's gonna be so good and bad and I just want to see her scream her little heart out get it all out girl mhm god damn it's crazy and I think the reason that this has really taken off so much and it's such a big thing is because we all like know somebody that's been in a situation like this or we ourselves have been in it or yeah. like different parts of it and I just think it's so relatable on so many different yeah. levels and oh man it's just and I I mean I feel like Raquel and the two Toms are getting their comeuppance and I feel like Ariana's getting so many opportunities and I think the reason everybody is so happy for her and wanting it for her is because good you know the scorned woman is the one that comes out on top and it's not the other two that are thriving and living their best life and she just has to like wilt away and like go into the shadows and, like, get out of everyone's face because she's sad and depressed and nobody wants to see it and they're in love, so let's just be, you know, like, it's it's a good feeling that the Mm -hmm. scorned woman is the one on top. Sorry, guys. It's just, man, if you're not watching it and you kind of like reality TV, yeah, just check in. Just tune in.
0: Just tune in or even just look it up, like, on Reels or TikToks Mm. and get, like, the little recap.
1: Yeah, little clips. Oh, my God. Are you following the Barbie girl that does the...
0: No, I need to because I... Yeah. Yeah. Did she do another scene?
1: Let me pull it. Yeah, she has a few of them now. On Instagram, her name is Ether underscore Opal. And she recreates little scenes from the episodes with Barbies. And they're just amazing. She does such (sighs) a good job.
0: I think all that's right. it. I think that's it too, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Let's all wish that Michelle feels better and Thank not pooping. I pants. feel better. You feel better now. now?
1: The anger, the anger has uh, superseded the sickness.
0: <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. Love ya. Bye.